0: Friendly word of welcome to our midweek prayer meeting this evening. We're going to commence by singing number 418. I'm pressing on the upward way new heights I'm gaining every day still praying as I'm onward bound Lord plant my feet on higher ground. all unite our hearts together in prayer. Let us all pray. Eternal most gracious and heavenly father we do thank thee for these words which we have been singing together. Singing of the progress of the life of the child of God. Being lifted onto higher ground and, and higher planes with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Very conscious, Lord, that we, we oftentimes wander and stray. We oftentimes are, are led into bypath meadows, but how we rejoice that Thou dost draw graciously nigh and that the child of God is forever married to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that Thou dost bring us unto Thyself How we rejoice how thou dost lead us every step of the way. Thank thee for the conversations, for the company that we've kept this week. Yea, for the opportunities that thou hast given us to share with others the Lord Jesus Christ and what he means to us. What he's done for us and how he's blessed us. And Lord, as we approach the weekend, we we pray that the door of opportunity might be opened anew to us. That Thou wilt lead us in the way which Thou wouldst have us go. And that Thou wouldst guide us with Thine eye. We thank Thee for the day and for the hour when we were engrafted into the true vine. Who knows where we would have been this evening. Had the grace of God not stepped in to our life? Had you not have stooped so low to raise so little? We just wonder where we would be this evening. And yet, Lord, we thank thee that thou didst reveal unto us the person and the work of the Lord Jesus. Remember that very first time, Lord, when when we came into contact with gospel truth and the scales were lifted from our eyes, we beheld for the very first time by faith the lovely Lord Jesus. Thank you for that time when, when we were made aware of all that he'd done for us on that cruel cross of Calvary, how he came to put away sin By the sacrifice of himself. And then Lord as we began to grow in grace. And in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We became aware that we were chosen. And elected in me. Even before the foundations of this old world. Before this world in order stood. Or or earth received her frame. Our names were placed in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we were part of great, God's great plan and God's great purpose. And so we can truly say this evening for all the Lord hath done for me, I never will cease to praise him. To thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the witness that we have here in this town. Thank thee for the day and for the hour when thou didst bring this work into existence, for the word that has gone forth, for the souls that have been saved, for the lives that have been transformed. And Lord, we pray that it might please thee, even as we approach the second advent of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that it might please thee to once more make bare thine arm, Of salvation in this town. We think of of that time away back there in eighteen fifty nine when this whole county was awoken to the things of God. Lives were transformed and souls were saved and and God's name was revered and uplifted and glorified. And we long for those days again thou wilt roll back the clouds of heaven and that thou wouldst come and visit thy church once more. So, Lord, we look to thee that thou wilt come even this evening and and tabernacle amongst us as we just gather for a short while uh, around the precious word of God. We, We long that thou wilt move in a mighty way thy wonders to perform very conscious of the conflicts throughout this world in which we live in this day and age. We think particularly of Ukraine and we think of Yuri who has just returned to the front line and many others who are seeking to hold back a ferocious foe. We pray, Heavenly Father, that thou wilt give the victory to Ukraine. We pray that very soon it will please thee to bring this war to an end. We think of the conflicts in the Middle East. And again thou hast commanded us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We do think of that ancient land and that ancient people this evening. And we thank thee, Lord, that thou hast blessed them with thy Favor over many, many generations. Protect them this evening, we pray. Grant that thou wilt undertake for them in these days. And again, we pray that thou wilt outmaneuver the strategies of hell. Bring all the plotting, the planning, and the scheming of the evil one to naught, we pray. We think of the great sorrow in turkey and in syria and many many lives that has been lost over these past few days and lord we pray that the the world might awaken themselves to the reality that there is a god with whom we have to do the reality of the the brevity of life of The certainty of death, of the reality of eternity. And Lord, we do know that Thou hast taught us in Thy truth that in the last days perilous times shall come. Thou hast foretold that there will be wars and and rumors of wars and earthquakes. Lord, we just pray that thou wilt keep us as a people burning bright for the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that thou wilt pluck men and women as brands from the burning, we pray. Be with our pastor and the team out in Romania. We thank thee for them and we pray that they may be a blessing to thy people there. Give them the soul winner's joy, we pray. Grant that it might please thee To bring them home safe and sound at the beginning of next week, we pray. So bless us, be with us this night. For we ask these things in the Saviour's precious and in his worthy name. Amen. Just a few announcements can we uh, keep before us. Those folks who are out there in Romania at the moment. The Reverend Park, the Reverend Gray are out there and of course the team that have gone with them is Robert and Jamie, Kyle and Kesiah. Uh, You will have had the the reports from the Reverend Park and please pray that he may even be a blessing to the people there and that uh, the Lord will give him souls for his hire. On Friday is the Young People's Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's at the Dalriada School We're to meet here at 8pm and it's going to be a sports night at the school tomorrow evening for the young people. Please remember the open air on Saturday in the town centre. It's at 11am. Again, we've been greatly encouraged the number who come to this public witness and stand to bear testimony to the saving and keeping power of the Lord Jesus in their life. Please remember the early morning time of prayer at 8 a.m. on the Lord's Day. God's people gather for a short while just to to lift up our hearts and souls to the Lord, praying that he might rain down righteousness upon us and bless us on his day. Sabbath school commences at 10.30 and again we've been encouraged with uh, the new children that are coming along on a weekly basis now. Please pray that the Lord might move within their hearts and souls and lives. Pray for Mervyn as he continues in his studies the lessons from Leviticus. This is the third message in the series dealing with the meal offering. Christ's sacrifice was flawless. The worship service is at 12 noon and our brother David McCauley and the will of the Lord will be along to join with us on that occasion. The gospel service at 7 p.m., Preceded by a time of prayer, and in the will of the Lord, our brother Mervyn will take that service in the gospel on the Lord's day. On Monday of next week, uh, the Hebron uh, tots recommences, and so uh, please pray that the, the mums and even the dads will bring in these little ones for a time and a season of fun and fellowship. And it looks like they have food as well together. Please remember me before the throne, the family night service in the month of March. It's on the 5th of March at 7pm and we're going to have along uh, retired Major David Johnston, who is the son of the Reverend Ron Johnson. He was with us at the remembrance service and gave a brief word of testimony and he's going to go into far more detail on the 5th of March. Please pray that the Lord might be pleased to move the hearts of men and women to come in under the sound of the word on that occasion. And then, please remember this meeting especially uh, in prayer on the Lord's Day, the 26th of February, when the Reverend Park returns. He's going to preach a a special message at the the worship service, One, bring one. We've been considering this in the session as of late. I was just telling a man uh, today, he's a fellow believer that if there was just one christian in the world today and one won one in the space of a year there would be two christians at the end of the year if those two christians went out and they won one each by the end of the second year there would be four if the four went out and the following year they witnessed and won another four for the lord there would be eight you know within 33 years the world would not just only be evangelized but on the method of one winning one it would be christianized the entire globe now we know that those things aren't going to happen but what we want to try and do is is mobilize our people into having a burden for those that the lord brings us into contact with on a daily basis and compel them to come in under the sound of God's word for faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God we're going to turn to our second hymn 515 is your life a channel of blessing is the love of God flowing through you you're telling the lost of the savior are you ready his service to do make me a channel of blessing today Make me a channel of blessing, I pray. My life possessing, my service blessing. Make me a channel of blessing today. Could we turn in our Bibles to the book of Psalm? Certainly David. prayer, uh, brother, and we're certainly bathing your family in prayer as well. Psalm chapter 37, just a few verses here, commencing to read at verse 16. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth. The righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. Shall they consume away? The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, that lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. The seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hands, nor condemn him when he is judged. Ending our reading at verse 33, we trust that the Lord will add his own divine stamp of blessing and approval to his public word. Let's just bow for a brief word of prayer. Father in heaven, we we just ask that thou wilt now draw nigh and give help from on high. We pray that it might please thee, Lord, to take that which is of thyself and grant that thou wilt apply thy truth to our hearts and souls. So we look to thee. Come amongst us now. Tabernacle alongside us, we pray. Grant that we we might know that God is here and that to bless. For we ask these things in the Saviour's name. Amen. If I was to choose a title for the message this evening, it would be this. Watch your step. I wonder how many times we have heard that expression throughout our life. Perhaps I've heard it more often than I have cared to do so. But you know, as as believers, our steps can either bring us nearer and nearer to the God of heaven or if we have a cavalier and a casual and a cold outlook to the things of God then alas our steps can take us further and further away from the Lord. The Greek King David was now in the twilight years of his life and this psalm psalm 37 provides a, a biographical account of the days of david like many of us who are who are gathered here in the prayer meeting this evening david's counting his days and he knows that there are far more of his days behind him than he has before him And yet this man after God's own heart who often broke God's own heart begins to reflect. He begins to to reminisce of his past experiences and how the Lord brought him through. He ponders upon and he rehearses the very tapestry. Of God's hand throughout his life. And he takes time to consider the many twists and turns that the Lord has brought him through every step of the way. He can view as he looks back those those mountaintop experiences. When the Lord came down and blessed him abundantly. But he can also recall those troublesome days. Those difficult days. Those dark days that the Lord still saw fit to bring him through. It would appear that he's looking back over many years. And he's trying to discern the finger of God in his life and in his circumstances. I don't know about you, but I often do the same. I often think as to how the Lord has been pleased to provide for me and protect me and and lead me every step of the way. And I often think of those days when... I have sorely let the Lord down. I'm sure as he reflected upon the past, he he thought of the time when he was out on the hills in, in Bethlehem watching those few sheep that Jesse left in his charge. I'm sure he would have recalled, as he looks back over his long life, That time when he stood before the notorious Goliath of Gath. And how he took on the the champion of the Philistines. Maybe he reflected upon that time when he fled for his life from the face of Saul. And how he was hunted in the fields of Judea like a partridge. Maybe he reflected upon that time when he fell into gross sin. Lay with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite, and and how he was instrumental in making that decision to send Uriah right into the very heat of the battle and ultimately to an early grave. Maybe he thinks... how he was out of fellowship as a result of that gross sin how he fell out of fellowship with the Lord for, for over a year and how the Lord lovingly and graciously brought him to a place of remorse and a place of repentance and a place of reconciliation maybe he thought about that time when he was Terrorized by Absalom, his son, as Absalom tried to wrestle the crown of the kingdom from his head. But now, David's an old man, and all his troublesome and turbulent years are now behind him. He begins to share some of the hard lessons that he learned. Throughout his life. The grey hairs on his head. The wrinkles on his hands. And on his face. Are a telling testimony. That life is passing. Swiftly by. It won't be long before he leaves. This old world. Look what we read in. In verse 25. I have been young. And now. I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed. Begging bread. And so as he passes on words of wisdom. And and counsel to the next generation. Of the failures. And of the victories. That he's had in his past days. Do you know my mind. Focused upon these words that he said in verse 23 and 24 the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand when the Reverend Park asked me to take the service this evening it was these two verses that the Lord impressed upon my heart, and the more i I considered them, the expressed words of an old man who'd, who'd lived his life to the full, passing those comments and thoughts on to the next generation, the more I became convinced maybe this is the text that we should just leave a few thoughts upon this evening. You know, as I thought about this text, thought first of all of the pilgrim that's mentioned in the text. You see, the, the text refers to the good man. But who is this good man of whom David speaks? Well, it's simply the born-again believer. It's the child of God. It's the Christian. It's one who walks in sweet fellowship and communion with the God of heaven. It's that man, that woman, that young person who's seeking to live a God-glorifying life in this old world in which we live. Do you know, the more I thought... Of this good man. I thought this good man speaks. Of you. And of me. For if we know and love. The Lord Jesus Christ. If we have stepped into Christ. And we now possess. All the virtues and victory. That he obtained on our behalf. Then goodness. Yea, the goodness of God should be exhibited in the lives that we live before him. You see, the life of any pilgrim, the life of any believer, any child of God, it surely must be marked with goodness. We think of when the choir recently sang at the cantata. And what was the main theme that the Lord Jesus went about doing good? That was the purpose of Christ. He just went about the broad acres of this world and his one aim, his one ambition, his one mission was to show goodness and mercy to others. There's nothing that thrills my heart and soul more, you know, if I'm in a conversation with someone, and they begin to refer to a fellow believer, a fellow Christian, and they close with the statement, you know, he's, he's a good man, he's a godly man. I wonder, based upon the people that we've, we've met this week, based upon the conversations that you and I have had this week, Based upon the actions that we have performed this week, would our conclusion that the world would make on you and I be that there goes, there goes a good man, there goes a godly man? I wonder, can you see the pilgrim in the passage? But there's something else in the passage, because we read these words that the steps of a good man speaks of the the pathway of this pilgrim is mentioned in verse 23 speaks of the steps of the good man that there's a course that needs to be followed that there's a pathway that needs to be travelled along that there's a journey that needs to be Completed. Friends, it's all been planned. By the gracious hand. Of a gracious God. I sometimes hear how. People become anxious. When they think of the will of God. For their life. What is the will of God for your life? For my life? I wonder if we ever asked ourselves the question, what is the will of God for me? And how could, I, how could I ever know the will of God? How could I ever find and follow and fulfill the will of God in my life? Well, it's by following the Lord one step at a time. When we step into Christ And we are redeemed, not with corruptible things such as silver or gold, but the precious blood of Christ. We commence a journey with him. It will ultimately lead to us taking our place in the celestial city. That place called heaven and home. Westminster Standards asks the question, what is man's chief end? And the answer, of course, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. But can we really enjoy the God of heaven if we fail to follow in His steps? It's a notable fact that the good man or the good woman will only be shown the second and and third and fourth step of this journey when he has first acted in obedience and taken the first step that the Lord has showed him. Simply keeping up with the God of heaven, not running ahead of him, and I don't know how many times I've fallen foul of the Lord, When I've sought to run ahead of him. Not taking our own route through life. But just simply walking with him. And talking with him. And taking each step. Day by day. David reflects as a pilgrim. As this good man. He reflects on the pathway that the steps of this good man. But we also see that David mentions that each one of those steps are ordered by the Lord. God has a purpose for your life and for mine. And here we see the, the sovereignty of God on display here. That every last step that you and I take in this old world in which we live is governed by the gracious hand of a great God. Isn't it wonderful to think that the maker and creator of the heavens and the earth has an interest in the route, in the path, in the steps that you and I will take. In this life, the great King David, a man after God's own heart, begins to reflect and vividly recalls how God has prepared the way for him. How he had a purpose in it all. You know, you and I are not just saved and then left to drift along in this old life. No, friend, we are are part of God's great master plan. I don't know about you, but when I considered these thoughts, it thrilled and it blessed my heart and soul to think that God has an interest in me, has an interest in In my life, and the way I will walk, and the way I will talk. Our pastor is away in Romania at the moment, and I remember the first meeting, the the Reverend Park, I suppose it was perhaps 40 years ago. He'd gone to Olden Broads, and, and he was down in the southwest coast, and I was up in the northwest. Of England, I suppose we were separated by about five or six hours. God moved in our brother's life. Took him from Alton Broads, as we know, to, to Port of Ogie. He was there for 11 years. And then the Lord called him here. And in obedience, he heard the call of God. Came to balamonie some 26 years ago. You no, know, little did he know then, little did I know then, that one day, some, some 40 years later, we would meet in this very fellowship. And we would have the joy of serving the Savior in this fellowship. And it's wonderful, you know, because we just couldn't plan the things that God has in store. For you and I. We need to take one step at a time. And God has a purpose for you and for me. Our steps, the Bible says, are ordained by the Lord. But he goes one step further. David, as he recalls, this good man, the pilgrim, the steps of the good man, the pathway the purpose of God, they're ordered by the Lord. But he then says this. It says, For he delighteth in his ways. Now we have the, the pleasure of the Lord mentioned in the passage. Have you ever considered that your life and mine, if we walk in the light as, as he is in the light, If we walk in in sweet fellowship with him, we can bring delight and joy to the soul of God. If we walk in his way and we follow his steps and we pursue his path that he has set before us. If we keep to his word and uplift his cross and exalt his son and uphold his law then his heart rejoices and our hearts rejoice in him. It's wonderful to think that we can bless the heart of God and and God can bless our hearts in the process. It says, He delighteth in his way wonderful statement that is that God rejoices and his people rejoice when we walk in sweet fellowship the one with the other but if we were to just park that thought for a moment and reflect upon our own lives think about where we've been this week what we've done this week I wonder does our life bring joy to the Lord I wonder does my way and, and your ways please the God of heaven I wonder does my talk and your talk have the blessing of God upon our efforts I wonder does the way in which you walk and the way in which I walk bring delight to the heart of God and if it doesn't then do we need to address the question why doesn't my life bring joy to the heart of God you know we have in the passage something else the pilgrim's problem It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Then he mentions these words, though he fall. Let none of us think this evening that we are exempt from falling. I wonder, have we fallen whilst taking the steps that God has set out before us. I wonder, have we wandered into Bypath Meadows? I wonder, has the devil filled our heads with the thought that we are, we are finished when it comes to the things of God? I wonder, have we lost the joy of the Lord in our life? Oh, we know we're saved. We know we've been born again. We know we're going to heaven and home. But somewhere in the mix, we seem to have lost out with the Lord. Somewhere in the mix, Satan has stolen our song. We find ourselves this evening in the prayer meeting feeling barren and hopeless and worthless because we have begun to wonder do you feel like David when the weight of his sin lay heavy upon his shoulders as he contemplated what he had done to Uriah you know the Bible says though he fall and though we fall and we will He shall not be utterly cast down. You see, God hasn't finished with you. And he's not finished with me. And if we have wandered into bypath meadows, and if we are backslidden to some extent, then the Lord's bringing this message before us this evening, that though we fall, He's not going to cast us away. He's not going to turn us aside. Though he fall, he will not utterly be cast down. In spite of our waywardness, in spite of our wanderings, in spite of our sin and our rebellion. Don't believe the devil's lie. That you are ruined. And that there's no way back. Because the Bible says black ink on white paper that though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down. The pilgrim may have this problem of sin. But look how the, the text finishes. It says though for the Lord Upholdeth him with his hand. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord. Upholdeth him with his hand. There we can see the protection of God in the passage. We've not fallen so low, you know, that the the Lord can't catch us this evening. The Bible says that we are safe in his hand. That my time is in his hand. We read that our days are in his hand. And our very life is in the nail-pierced hand of my Redeemer. You know, the more I thought about the hand of God, I thought it's the hand that guides us every step of the way. Oftentimes, he goes before, he leads the way, and we follow him and hear his voice, and it's his hand that guides us. It's his hand this evening that protects us. The hand of God's protection Has been upon your life and and my life. Since the day that we were engrafted into the true vine. The hand of God that not only guides and, and protects. But it's the hand of God that delivers us from our enemies. When the fiery darts of the wicked one come upon us. And when we have an onslaught from the evil one himself. He is our protector and he is our deliverer. It is the hand of God that helps us and that blesses us. And he hasn't brought you and I this far in life to let us go this evening and to let us fall through his fingers. Because the Bible says the steps of a good man ordered by the Lord and He delighteth in His ways when we walk in the ways of God, though he fall and we will fall, he will not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth with his hand of protection, the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Do you know, this evening as I was traveling home, I, I thought of that portion in, in John's Gospel and chapter 10, and, and with this we'll close. John's Gospel and chapter 10, and verse 27 and 28, well known verses of Scripture, we read these words John's Gospel, chapter 10. We read these words. My sheep hear my voice. Verse 27. And I know them. And they follow me. And the Lord Jesus gives this promise. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand do you know as I looked at that text this evening I noticed that man is in the italics it wasn't, it wasn't in the original there and so really when we read the verse it says neither shall any pluck us out of the Savior's hand what a wonderful thought that is I thought to myself well it won't be man that takes us from the hand of the Lord Jesus it will be the devil and all his minions and then the more I thought of it the more I thought well man wasn't there in the original neither shall any devil demon be able to pluck you and I from the Saviour's hand because we're under his blessing and we're under his protection steps of a good man that are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way though he fall he will not utterly be cast down for the Lord Holdeth him in his hand. Let's bow for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank thee for these few thoughts of the pilgrim, of the path, of the protection of God. We thank thee, heavenly Father, that we can and will fall in this life. But how we rejoice that thou dost lift us again. And so, Lord, we pray that thou wilt bless our hearts and souls and have us ponder upon the truths therein contained in thy precious word. Bless us now as we further sing thy praises and then as we come to the throne of grace in prayer. For we ask these things in the Saviour's name. Amen. Can we sing hymn number 437, Where He May Lead Me. I will go, for I have learned to trust him so. And I remember t'was for me that he was slain on Calvary. we would like to bid our friends who are tuned in on sermon audio farewell as we now come to the throne of grace in prayer.